Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Breaking Western Podcast. We are in season three, <laughs> three, marketing, <laughs> marketing and media, where we're bringing you people from all over the Western industry and telling their stories about how they show up to the rest of the world. So, Abby, who are we talking to today? Well, as Angela likes to say, we have a really wonderful guest this season, and today is certainly no exception. Wonderful. And it's Which not. It sounds like I'm being ironic, but I'm not. I mean it. <laughs> We have Click Thompson with us today, and he is, according to everyone we've met, one of the one of the best bull photographers in the game right now. So we're stoked to talk to him. He has a number of other cool projects going on, like a magazine. He reps for some brands. He rides for the brand. Right, brand. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> we're just gonna get into it. So, Click, how are you? Good. Good. How are y'all? Oh, good. So it's good. Great to be recording live, live from, the, from swine the swine barn. Live from the swine again. barn. We're in, we're in Fort Worth history right here. <laughs> yes. So, cool. First question okay. is: Click your real name. Click is not my real name. <laughs> a lot of people have asked me that this week. Actually, Click came from. I just needed a URL. Okay. My real name's Chris, and there's a lot of Chris Thompsons in the world, so I went uh, on GoDaddy, and Click came up, and I because I was doing. I'm doing. I did graphic design. And I still do graphic design, but I was doing graphic design and photography at the same time, and I needed something quick, and then. One day, click just stuck, and that was it. And it ended up being a marketing genius move. But <laughs> I like it. Marketing genius. You know, you know. Not to toot my own horn, <laughs> you know, but you know, it worked but it out. Brilliant. You know. <laughs> it, it's still hard sometimes explaining it like your name's Click. I'm like, yeah, they call me Click. I'm a photographer, and then it all comes together for them. <laughs> oh. I was expecting some like elaborate story. Or no. Like a... No, just need a URL. I dig it. I stuck. dig it. One dude called me Click, and then everyone just started doing it. And then now it's what everyone knows me as. They don't you know, even know my real name. So. I have that person in my life, and she's sitting right next to me, and now everyone calls me Gail. There you so, go. That's you true. know, I think we like Click better. There you go. Gail, that's sweet. <laughs> Thank you. You're done now. That's definitely Gail. getting edited in the phone. <laughs> so before Click became a thing, yeah. tell us how you got started into photography and the graphic design. Here's the elaborate Here's story. Here's the, the elaborate story. <laughs> really, I didn't know. I just like to draw and sketch a bunch. But And my mom's like, you're going to go to school for graphic design. I'm like, oh. well, all right. We're, well, I don't know what that is, but we'll figure it out and we'll, we'll go from there. And then I went to school for and got my bachelor's in graphic design. And towards the end of that, I kind of got our curriculum was kind of set up where you did a little bit of everything. So it was good to kind of, oh, you like animation or you like drawing or you mm -hmm. like painting, which I'm a terrible painter. And then it's I tried oil painting one time and had like this incredible Hulk situation and both my hands are green and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> nice. So, nice. But so but photography, I was just gravitated to it. Anything that I enjoyed, music, photography, people, I could I could immediately document that. So. And then I thought it would be a good business move that if I did graphic design and photography, I could offer that with my business. Like, hey, mm. you know, if you need someone to design your catalog, I could also shoot your stuff uh, and then I could smart. do it all, you know, so you get kind of a two for one deal. So it makes me just a little bit more, uh, uh, I guess, available or, mm -hmm. just, versatile. you know, versatile. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely. So is that something you anticipated the need for or maybe the upside of also being a photographer is, or is that something you found once you kind of got into the game? Kind of along the way I was, it, as I was in school, cause I knew I liked photography, like when I was studying and doing graphic design, I'm like, you know, that could be something I could kind of use as kind of just the ace in the hole to, you know, maybe close a deal or be like, Hey, you know, I also do photography or I'm a graphic designer. And now because of click, everyone knows me more as a photographer than a graphic designer, but mm -hmm. okay. I design more stuff now than I did when I was in school. So 
Is that how you see yourself? As a graphic designer first, photographer second? I see myself as a photographer first, I think. And then... And now, kind of a personality, the way this, these last few weeks have gone. <laughs> and last grab, few weeks, very recent. I, you know, recent. so yeah, I've, it's been and it's been cool. I've ran into a lot of people that have either heard about me or you know they've seen my work, and so that's been cool. But and I, and that's kind of a part of the brand too. Is just there is my business as a photographer, but there's also me as a person. So we I were very that. impressed when we met you to get the sticker and the patch, <laughs> and it was it had your face <laughs> on yeah. it. Yeah. Your mask has your face on it, it while you're here. It does. Uh, yeah, masks, oh. pop sockets, um, hats, <laughs> shirts, which are coming. Uh, you know, underwear. We'll figure it out. Underwear. Right? <laughs> you know. So then, how did that come about? You said, you, you, like, in the last few weeks, you started to see yourself as it also was, a brand. It's always well, <laughs> you. you I've always kind of looked at it, and, and as I was moving along and kind of getting more established, I was I talked to my good friend Matt West, and he was like, you know, if people don't know who you are, then it's kind of bad business. Mm-hmm. And you know. Um, even going through school, we were always so focused on our work and we wanted to let that do be the talker and, and speak for us. So you kind of hide who you are as a photographer. I think more now it's becoming a little bit more accepting that people know who the photographer is, not just, mm-hmm. oh, I've seen your work before. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. and then especially in, in the rodeo and Western community, you know, there are personalities and influencers and, and people want to know you. Like, I mean, I get more traction sometimes of a picture of myself than the rankest picture I've ever posted online, <laughs> which is weird but i'm like okay whatever well you know you know people want to you know they want to know what you're doing or what you you know how did you get where you got so but yeah it's kind of you know i've i transitioned from and i've had instructors that they were so focused on you know you know your work and it's good and i've always tried to stay in that lane and grind and focus on that and perfect my craft because that's you know what i get the most enjoyment from Mm -hmm. but you know there's this whole side of this click personality this batman (laughs) thing you know (laughs) Where you're always kind of beyond because you never know, especially like here at the NFR. That's when you meet the most people that know about you. Yeah. And everybody's all in one spot. Yeah. And, you know, I'll see a kid walk past me and he's giving me that weird, I think I know this guy I've look. I've seen you before. I've seen you before. And then you're like, yeah, that's me. And then uh-huh. you're like, and they don't even ask you. I mean, they always like compliment my work, but they're just like, they want to meet me and talk. So it's a little bit of half and half for sure. Talking about that a lot recently with the social media, yeah. the way that we... <laughs> tend to not trust a public figure's page if we never see their face on it yeah. or like mm-hmm. an artist or someone mm-hmm. you're like wait I just need to know who who, who, who you look like yeah. who are you so I'm wondering what kind of shift you've seen in your audience or your followership now that you've started putting your face out there and putting your face on all of these, <laughs> on it's, everything it was funny you know what's the funny thing I went to I was at a, a drag race with I was working with some guys for American Hat Company and one of the racers is actually like an indoor C and we know him and this lady recognized me and she goes, oh, I finally get to put a face with the name. And I kind of pause for a second. I'm like, but my logo's my face, <laughs> but okay, that's fair sure. enough. You know, or they think I'm white or something because of just how the, the, the logo is. But so, but it's, it's a, uh, yeah, you get a whole different set of people that are now interested in you or, you know, you know, or you see, you see somebody like, oh, that person may, has an interesting story just on, you know, who they are as a person. Yes. And that's kind of with doing podcasts and stuff. People get to hear your voice. They yeah. don't just hear, they don't just see the pictures and they want, you know, so it's, it's different. How did you get into rodeo, the well, Western industry? Well, <laughs> well, my story is like any other guy's story. Why does he do anything for a female? I wish y'all could see him right now. He said, well, he well, ponied up a little bit and the- well, and darling, right to the hip. Gail, pull up the chair. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was, 
I uh, I used to work at a theme park, and then uh, nice, excellent. And, and, and I I was interested in bull riding, and I was talking to this girl, and I, there's more to that story. And uh, I was like, yeah, let's go to a bull riding, and there was a PBR like locally, and we went to that, and kind of got hooked, no pun intended. And uh, one of my coworkers used to ride bulls, and he told me about because I'm from Virginia. Okay. And people are like they rodeo in Virginia. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. we do. I mean, our our bucking horses are more thoroughbreds, not so much. So they will kick, but it's generally a race after the first or second kick. So you know, your pickup man got to be on. But and and I started shooting stuff locally, and and there was that. So the girl I actually took is actually now my sister-in-law because oh. my brother married her, oh, my married God. her sister. That's amazing. But so but yeah, we went to went to PBRs and started just mingling around and getting to know people and you know just kind of fell in love with the community and just kept getting better and figuring out what people wanted and kind of created this old personality do you know click if you're wondering nine times out of ten if a guy's doing it it's for a female it's for a so. the bull riding career ended was it short-lived no i ne- so i never got on bulls i always okay. tell people oh, people like are you a, a are you a bull rider i'm like you know if i'm riding bulls it's usually a bad deal <laughs> um but yeah it was just i wanted to be creative and i liked I was get, going heavy into photography. I shot concerts a bunch, and I've always looked mm. for. I found a way to make photography dangerous. Yeah. And I said, yeah. I'll shoot rodeo. And these, you know, I like stories, and everybody was interesting and but welcoming, and they, you know, apparently they were excited to get pictures in focus. So I was happy to provide <laughs> that. And uh, there you go. It was. I actually one of my um, first, like my very first traveling partner. He was a guy from Stephenville, but he lived in Virginia. His uh, wife was from out my way, and I remember. I didn't know anybody, and he's like, you want to ride together? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I was like, man, I mean, I don't cuss a lot, but every now and then you throw one off here and there, and I jump in the car, and I've never ridden with anybody in the rodeo world. I'm talking about two minutes in the deal. F this, F that. I'm like, well, I can turn the sensor off. We're we're good, you know. But, and it was just, and just full steam ahead. So, yeah, it's been a blur. It's only been... It's been a blur. (laughs) It's only, surprisingly, it's only been nine years since I started. I saw my first bucking wow. bull in 2010, wow. and then I shot my first rodeo in May of 2011. So That's awesome. Yeah. There is definitely something about it, though, that once, you know, yeah. no pun intended, once you're hooked, yeah. you get hooked, and you just keep coming back to it. Yeah. People it, either love it or they hate it, and when they love it, they love it. They love mm-hmm. it, yeah. They can't, mm-hmm. yeah. It's the worst drug in the world, so. What's been your biggest learning curve while shooting rodeo? I don't know. It's, it's... I've always, when I shoot stuff, and even when I did concerts, and I still do concerts, but um, I've always kind of been investigative, and, you know, I want to try and figure out, you know, what people want, what's, you know, what's, so I'm always looking at other photographers' work, or looking for new angles, new images, mm-hmm. um, you know, even when I shot concerts, it was to the point where I, I would figure out what hand people sang with, so I would be on the opposite mm-hmm. side of them, so Smart. I have a clear shot of their face, or things like that, so... It was, just, and you and you learn over time that, uh, you know, where not to be, where's the bucking horse going to be, where's the bull going to be, you know, even a calf rope. I mean, I got wrecked out at Tuss Roping on oh. New Year's last year, but nice. one of, one of my buddies just catching a calf, and I was in the wrong place, and it was it was a bad deal, but you know, no harm, no foul. I got Thanks a little, a you know, I made for a good story. I yeah. got wrecked out on New Year's Eve and blew my jeans out, but it's fine. <laughs> There's no, there's no video evidence as far as I know. That could be my next question. Well, then you can add on to the story and embellish it as much as you want. Exactly. Well, I mean, my roommate and some people were there, so they've always got the... (laughs) As long as you tell them they're not around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I 
think that's interesting, though, that there's a lot of research that goes yeah. into good photography. I, I mean, that's, that's, it's, it's all, it's a craft, man, I think. And I've always been, I used to teach photography, too. So mm. when I left, um, when I graduated, actually, while I was getting my master's, I was actually studying online. I was doing that and teaching where I went to on my alma mater and did that at the same time. So and rodeo and that was stupid. But <laughs> you know, if you can manage that's your plate, don't on. do that. That's yeah, I was. That's one of the reasons I wasn't in a relationship at that time. That was not a good thing. But uh, but you and but yeah, definitely hone in. And I would give this advice to anything. You know, not only study uh, your craft, but study your clients. Study what mm-hmm. people want. You know, study what people are interested in, but and, and with that, you also kind of see your trends and you know what's coming up. What's you know, because right now, you know, Western industry is really kind of doing a circle. You know, all that you know, the retro, the vintage, the all all the classics. You know, people have asked me what I've Fringe. been. You know, someone texted me that they're like, "What are you wearing for the NFR?" I'm like, "Denim." That's yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's classic. It looks good, but yeah. you know, it and it's making its way back. Knowing yourself, it sounds like knowing yourself as an artist, mm. a maker, as someone with a product yeah. is just as important as knowing your audience and knowing your buyer. And a lot of those absolutely go absolutely. together. And I think too, knowing your clients or, or anticipating what your clients want helps you kind of, uh, you know, uh, it makes it easier for you to, uh, you know, update your work. It makes it easier for you to stay relevant and uh, things like that so that, you know, you're already ahead of the curve. You know, it's just like if I was shooting sharks, well, obviously I need to have some way of, you know, shooting underwater, mm-hmm. or it was like where I came from. You know, there was there was no power, so I always need to have a way to power my lights. I need to figure out a way to shoot in the rain because it always was going to rain. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know mm-hmm. those little things that you know they make you kind of bulletproof. So, and you know, when everyone else is shut down, you're right. in in your little you know raincoat getting getting photos still. <laughs> you're that so, guy. you know, there you go. Going back to like you as a person. Mm-hmm you putting yourself out there more talk to us a little bit about networking and the role that that plays in your job (laughs) if if you're involved in media like networking is is clutch it's very much western industry the western community it's small but large and you know it is it's all networking like people have seen me walking around a lot of times i'm just i don't even have a camera with me i'm just walking around with business cards and, and visiting and talking to people and just getting to know people that's the stuff i enjoy anyway i'd rather talk to you about your life and hear some cool story about this that and the other and but then it allows you to kind of break barriers and like hey you know i had a guy yesterday just asked me he's like do you have your pro card i'm like yeah i was like well i might begin to contact you about shooting a rodeo and, mm. and i literally just was walking up the street helping someone else buy boots and then you know <laughs> potentially got a job you know to shoot a rodeo so it's just so you kind of have to be on, mm-hmm. but it's um you know I'm a firm believer in you know to network properly you just have to have your ducks in a row you know I can't refer you to a website if I don't have one right you know yeah. if I don't have a business yeah. card things like that so mm-hmm. or because um, it's way easier to hand someone a card because I can tell I mean people generally can remember click mm-hmm. but you know if I hand you a business card that just makes it way easier right. for you to remember it so think mm-hmm. you know just networking is is really crucial because i mean you are essentially you're marketing yourself mm-hmm. you know um so you know your appearance how you look like when i first started rodeo i bought new shirts every week because i didn't want anyone to think i was I a bum <laughs> like i always like i wanted to look the part until i was a part of it like i wanted to look the part like i remember an announcer saying he's like you know it's cool that you have a good hat i'm like I'm going to wear what everyone else is wearing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have, you know, yeah. I'm the, you're not going to see me with a different, a new shirt. Like, I'm, I mean, meanwhile, everyone's re-riding the same shirts every week. Here I am buying new shirts uh-huh. every just so I've, you know, 
look like I'm with the deal. But <laughs> little did I know, no one cares. But, <laughs> Hot twist. But you know, but that that was that's how I, that's another way you market yourself. You never yeah. know who's seat looking and paying attention, and you'll find that out. You know, especially if you move somewhere or go somewhere and you come back home, people are like you know we've been been paying attention to what you're doing, and you, or they're proud yeah. of you, or they see yeah. that. So and you see your likes. But, you know, a lot of times you can double that number as to the amount of people that see you. Mm. So, um, you know, how you want to be seen, how you want to market yourself, it's, you know, every move you make is, is in that. But with that, you're also networking. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. So I'm wondering if, then if you can tell us more about the impact of having a business card, of having something that you can put into someone's hand when you first meet patch. them. It's a patch, patch yeah. you know. A pair of underpants <laughs> with your face on them. <laughs> I've, I mean, more people have asked me for masks, and, and 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 truth be told, I never thought someone would want a patch of my face <laughs> to put, you know, or you know, or or a business card, or because I have, I've had three different business cards. Like one I use now is like a coaster kind of card, mm-hmm. which you know, and people are like that's cool because I can't just shove it in my pocket. Like I got to find mm-hmm. a place to put it, but it's a cool little thing, and it's my face, so it's like you can't. Um, I've always, part of my marketing thing has always been like, once you see me, you kind of can't forget me. So, and that was part of the brand too. Like, because before, and it wasn't like my face logos, maybe two years old. Mm, okay. Um, it was, I always did like my name. It was an old logo that I made in like lettering class in my sophomore year in college. Okay. And I say, you know what? I want something different. And as a designer, it was the first time I turned something over to somebody else. Oh, okay. I was like, you know what? I can't. This is, these are things I like, you know, it's kind of Western, it's Brandon, and she literally took my face and then digitized it and did it, and then that became the deal. And then and that also kind of evolved the, the being a personality, if you will, where people know you now. They recognize you just off your logo, or like, oh, I've seen that logo before. You know, I've had people see that thing in the bathroom. I'm like, don't try not to it's vandalize, if you, if you will, but... Was so, that hard to turn that control over to someone else? Actually, it wasn't, It you know, it was... Uh, and that's probably why I don't have any tattoos, but um, <laughs> it was, I just found someone that I knew did a good job. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I was like, I said, hey, I need you to do a logo for me. And she's like, I'm like, what are your prices? And she told me your prices. And as a professional, I was like, well, that's not enough. I'm like, well, this is what I'm going to pay you to do my logo. That's and she like, she did it in a week. And I'm like, that's it right there. And we're, and we're rolling. My last logo, as I look at it, I'm like, that was terrible. But, <laughs> you know, but... It was that that's I, I have a little bit of a kind of control thing and you can kind of see it like either when I'm setting up lights or when I'm packing up stuff. I'm like, mm. if someone's helping me, I'm like, just bring it to this spot yes, and yes. I'll pack it. Don't worry about it. Don't try to. And I've, I've even done that with my brother. Like, they'll help me and I'll pull everything out of the car or the truck and that redo so it. sweet, but never do that like, like, I appreciate you. Like, I want you to know that I appreciate you. But there's a method to the madness. And so things don't get broken. Yeah. And, yeah. Because, you know, if I break it, then I, you know, it, it's only me. I turn it over to somebody and I'm a firm believer. And that's a big business thing too. Like focus on the things you're good at. Outsource the stuff you're not. And, you, and you'll be good. Advice. You know. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's just, it alleviates your plate. You don't have to do as much. And, and you know, if someone's a really good designer and I know they're better than me, I'll mm-hmm. give it to them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just find people that are competent and professionals and you'll be good. It's easy to turn that over. Earlier, you talked about barriers to entry mm-hmm. and talk a little bit more about that. Like, was, are you meaning more like equipment, making that initial investment, being able to get into rodeos, getting your pro card? Like, what were some of those barriers? To it was, entry? it was, I've been really fortunate and blessed that I've kind of, 
Um, I understand the process, and I and in fact, I had I had a young kid who's been I've kind of been mentoring a little bit, and I think everyone wants everything now, mm, and yeah. and yeah. you know I heard a long t- a guy say a long time ago, you know, it takes ten years to be an overnight celebrity. So true. And you know the you know and and to. I don't like to say pay your dues because it makes me sound really old. And you need to pay your dues and do that whole bit. But you know, I, I you know, trust trust the process and like embrace mm. that. Don't embrace trying to do it fast because if it happens too fast, then you're not ready. Then you're not yes. prepared. Yeah. You know, you know, and then you're in a moment where you're like, oh, they just realized they. I now I know I can't do this, and I have to tell this client who's now booked me to do this that I can't do it. Mm. So you know, want be prepared. And, you know, and, and, and as far as very, I, I've, I'm strategic. I, I look at things a lot of times like a Game of Thrones. You have to kind of figure out where people are, you know, who has this seat, who has that seat, how do they get there? Yeah, so yeah. along with, you know, establishing my processes and how I do stuff, I always still pay attention to how people do stuff. Mm-hmm, and, yeah. and I don't have, and that goes back to networking and marketing. You mm-hmm. learn how people do certain things mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, that method works for you. That may not work for me, but I'll keep it in the back of my hat. Or, and sometimes it's literally just asking the right person or asking, mm-hmm. you know, hey, do you know who I can talk to about shooting this rodeo? Or do you know who I can talk to about getting in with this company? Or, but, and sometimes you have to just be willing to help. Hey, can I help carry your stuff? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get a job or something like that. And then they, they bring you in and then, you know, all of a sudden it, it, it blows up. But that also goes back to having your ducks in a row. So when right. the opportunity does come for you to do something maybe a little bit bigger than you thought you were going to be doing mm-hmm. early on, you're prepared for it. So. Mm. Is that something that you learned on your own or did somebody instill that value in you? I, th- I mean, my mom for sure, my parents and, and just, and like, um, you know, I, she's always been a, she's not a cart before the horse kind of person. So okay. there is, there is an order of operation and <laughs> you know, that. if I don't get something or say, if I don't get nominated for something, I look at it as, you know, it's not my time, mm-hmm. you know, and, and yeah. I trust that because I'm a kind of person, you know, if I want to shoot something and, or maybe they've already booked a photographer, mm-hmm. I, I always look at, um, nose as not right now, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean that you'll never get to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of times just saying, hey, I'm interested in maybe covering your rodeo or I'm interested in working with your company. May They may already have someone booked because, you know, everyone needs, especially companies, everyone needs marketing, everyone mm-hmm. needs photography, everybody needs content. Because um, that's that's 2020, that's 2021, you know, mm-hmm. content. It's all about, you know, staying re- relevant and creating stuff. So, um, but, you know, if, peop- if you're on people's radar, yeah. that's how you do it. Yeah. yeah, my face is everywhere for a reason. <laughs> you know, I'm in I've the seen bathroom. that guy. Again, you know, a strategic play. <laughs> yeah, it's a stri- you know, you just never know where you might see it. And you're like, huh, yeah. well, oh, who's this? Guy. And you know, and I hear stories about it all the time where I'll see guys will have it, a patch on their hat, and someone will ask who I am. And then I've heard about you through somebody that did this one time. Be like, well, there you go. And I was never there. So. <laughs> But my face did the work. There you go. You know, little bat signal, just (laughs) hanging over. So thank you, everyone who's marketing for me. I appreciate it. When you were talking, I sparked something in me. When you talk about a no, meaning not right now. Yeah. How do you turn that no or that initial letdown that you might feel into a learning experience and then a building block? moving forward it's it's okay i'm big into self and like analyzing myself and like also you have to be honest with yourself sometimes Mm -hmm. your work is not ready sometimes maybe your approach needs to change um 
And so you, a lot of times if it's a no, you may have, okay, let's take a step back. Mm -hmm. What did I do? You know, it's just like if I was a comedian and I'm pit and I have jokes, if one bombs, then you kind of, you need to analyze, okay, maybe did I read the room wrong or something like that? And then like, okay, use that as just, it, it's, it's something else that makes you battle test it. Like, mm -hmm. okay. So when that scenario comes again, because it will, because when you're marketing and networking, you're always going to meet that new person mm -hmm. that you're trying to pitch yourself to. Um, you know, just go back to the table. You're always reconfiguring how you do stuff or how you, you know, how I may approach shooting with, you know, maybe let's say Wrangler is going to be completely different than how I would approach a committee to shoot a rodeo. Mm -hmm. So, but, and this rodeo is different from that rodeo. Right, so, you know, right. those are two, this committee needs this, this committee needs that. That company needs, you know, they're focused on their new jean line. This company is focused on their new sunglasses. Um, and they're all tied together, but you kind of have to be adaptable. That was one of the, the um, I, I met a guy the other day. We both follow each other. He's another content creator. And he was like, the thing I like about you is you're always doing different stuff. And I was like, where I came from, um, you couldn't really focus on one genre. If you were a wedding photographer and you lived in a place where everyone took wedding, did weddings there, then it would work. Mm -hmm. But you kind of had to be a jack of all trades. You had to be able to do portraits. You had to be able to do, you know, action, maybe sports, all these different things. That goes into, you know, how that, that kind of little thing of trying those different moves mm -hmm. and understanding that helps when you're trying to, okay, if something goes wrong or you don't get a client or a client says no, okay, okay, well, what can I do? Is my portfolio, it's a lot of times, especially for artists, if your portfolio is not cohesive, mm -hmm. it's the easiest way to yeah. maybe not get selected. Um, that, and that was, that was yeah. me in like college when I was trying to get my master's. I used to show people, I have a pile of non-acceptance letters and then I've got one acceptance letter and that one that one is the one time i was like my portfolio was cohesive mm. I, I had a voice i knew what i wanted to do and they were like oh yeah this is good easy awesome. accepted even when you're working with a diverse array of subjects mm -hmm. or clients you still have to have a consistent voice coming through that says this is me i yeah. am click even when i'm working yeah. in weddings even when i'm working with the brand even when i'm in a mm -hmm. review it's kind of uh and that's a difficult thing for artists especially now is like and it's kind of twofold for me because i have to have this a cohesive appearance of myself and a cohesive appearance of my work mm. because you know so because people are going to hire you for the thing they like about what you do or the, th the thing they like about you so you know if your work's kind of it's good to have variety, but you don't want to be too far too and broad, mm -hmm. you know, because then they're like, well, can he do this? Well, we need a certain look. So that's that's one thing artists are always, especially photographers, we're always trying to find our look. Mm -hmm. You know, what's yeah. what's your signature image or mm -hmm. what's that kind of thing? Oh, that's a click Thompson image mm -hmm. or, you know, so that's but also, um, you know, part of being a professional is looking professional and, you know, people expecting, like, if I'm gonna, people know that if I'm coming to a rodeo, I'm gonna look like I've been to a rodeo You're before. gonna be in your new shirt. Yeah. You know, me in my new shirt. <laughs> <laughs> or at least my starts crease clean shirt. But, you know. Has been washed this yeah, week. Has been washed this week, yeah. <laughs> but, and that goes, to, that's just one thing, especially when, cli when clients are looking for people, they are looking for ways or people that can alleviate issues. If mm. you're not someone they have to worry about, it makes it easier for them. It makes it easier for you. It also makes it easier for you to progress because someone can go, you should hire this guy. He's a no brainer. He's easy to work with. You're not going to have issues. And he's, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's self-contained. If you run out of power, <laughs> he's got power. So, you know, and that's especially 2020. 
Yeah. You, you're going to get curveballs all yes. the time. Yeah. <laughs> anything could happen. You know, anything, anything. could happen. Yes. So if you, you know, if you're kind of prepared for that, that's another thing you can use to market yourself. That's another thing you can use when you network is that, you know, I'm reliable. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm available. Sometimes your best ability is your availability. So. Ooh, I love that. That's a great love one. That. You're very quotable. I, you are. You are. I, it just keeps hitting my head. Like, ooh, 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 I, I, I got a few. I got a few here and there. <laughs> one day, I, actually, there's a book I always joke about that I'm going to make that I always write down quotes and uh-huh. things. I think it's called, uh, I called it Unspoken Speeches. And it's like nice. that, you know, if you're driving and someone cuts you off, you're like, you, in your mind, oh, you yeah. go on this 15-minute thesis Big and you, you never yeah. say it. You don't write it anywhere. Great. You're like, you know, if you just wait. Three seconds. There's nobody behind me. My day is not ruined. Yours isn't either. No one get damaged. And you're like, and then you're like, you know, that could apply to life. Like, yes, it could. Yes, it could. There There you go. Just another clickism. I like it. That's not the first time I've heard that either. But there you go. It's it's sticking. I like quotes. I think. Clickopedia. There you go. could be a thing <laughs> that's when people try to guess my name and you hear i'm like why would anyone name me that <laughs> what's the best one you've heard I, it's uh, it's either really urban or it's really <laughs> generic like it's it's the daniels the chads or it's like deontay's or i'm like what? how like wait like so then I that, guess that's like in the, the western world yeah. people are like hmm let me guess. Cody? No. I know there's 15,000 Cody's, but no. And I always tell people, like, what's your real name? It's Chris. And, like, I'm sorry it's not some so spicy, <laughs> exotic. No, it's not Taos. I'm, you know, it's, you know, it's just Chris. I appreciate it. But, but I think photography and marketing both are such wide markets mm-hmm. that it's kind of maybe intimidating to start narrowing yourself down and feeling like you're missing out on clients from other parts of your industry. You're exactly right. When you first start, you're like, well, I want to do everything. Mm -hmm. Well, truth be told, you're not going to be good at everything. Mm. So if you, if you, if if you're, you know, if you, (laughs) (laughs) photographers, don't listen to Gail. You're not going to be good at everything. And that's okay. I can't make a landscape picture to save my life, but I love landscape imagery. They look Mm -hmm. phenomenal. It's, you know, it's fantastic, but that's just not my deal. I love concerts. I still shoot concerts. That was my, you know, Rose Bowl, Friday Night Lights kind of feeling, that adrenaline. You know, you've got 10 minutes, get your shots, do your deal. You know, and you're running over people and you're diving and ducking and the whole thing. But, and and I still love to do that. But, like, rodeo photography was just a thing. And it'll be, like, once you start to really refine who you are. And, and, it, and it sounds like you're narrowing down. Like this, and this is the cool thing about being an artist. You can always specialize in a thing for your clients, mm-hmm. and you can do whatever you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can always, and I always stress that to people. Always have personal work stuff you just do just for you, mm-hmm. um, or or even volunteer stuff that maybe yeah. just be out of your zone, or you know, or assist. You know, it's always interesting to see how. I, I assisted at Pier 1. I don't know anything about <laughs> furniture and stuff like that, but I helped assist Amazing. really, you know, high-end photographers. And, you know, watching him made me think about all all these things that I could mm. implement in my photography or my portrait work. I used to look at, like, when I shot concerts, I looked at wedding photographers because they shoot in horrible, bad-lit areas all the time. Well, the concerts True. are really bad-lit, you yeah. know. So how can I take that same skill and apply it over here? Or, mm. You know, so that those are you can use that stuff. But like I said, it's you can narrow yourself down for your client, so to speak, and, mm-hmm. and specialize because 
when you know when a client's looking for a specific thing that's what they're going to search if they they're not going to search the general photographer mm -hmm. they're going to you know True. if they need True. a cutting horse photographer yeah. mm -hmm. they're going to search cutting horse photographer they're going to you know very narrowed down you want mm -hmm. people especially like when people are investing a lot of money in you and your product is going to show the image of their and market their their, their product and their company mm -hmm. they they want a certain thing yeah and if yeah that's what you can provide and be an ace at that then and and you'll continue to get more clients like that and you'll be good and i guess that's where it all comes back around to what mm -hmm. you're saying about having a consistent portfolio mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. being ready when those opportunities yeah. arrive that's all it's so important they all feed into yeah. each other portfolios are still very uh still very important i know i mean it's easy to handsome on your instagram but i am i'm a little old school i always want people to go to my website because mm -hmm. i control mm -hmm. everything that's on there. I've, that's that's me. I'm showing you what I want you to see, mm -hmm. um, and I'm still very tight on my Instagram too. Where, um, you know, the images I want people to see are you know the images that I'm proud of, and you know, so it's not so much I'm concerned about likes, but I think over time too, the more you stick to the stuff you like, that your audience will build the, of the people that are interested in that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't always want to get caught up in this pandering deal. I'm like, yeah. you know, if someone's hot right now, it's always cool to post that picture of them and, you know, get your likes up, get a few extra followers. But, <laughs> but you know, it's a little bit hollow for you. So, mm. um, but yeah, I always saying, and I, and I would tell people all the time, like they hand me a business card. Another thing about websites, if you hand me a business card and it's like your link and then dot photo shelter or dot da da da, I'm like, I need you to spend the $20. Yes, <laughs> so it's just yes, dot com, yeah. you know, because that's yeah. one less. I mean, I don't know how much it costs now. I would like to get like click.com, but it's probably going to cost me like $50,000 to get that URL. But that's easy. Click.com. Mm -hmm. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So then I don't even have to ask you to remember my last name. All I got to do is remember click. There it is. All and so there needs to be a really intentional difference then between Instagram mm -hmm. and your website, because I think it's yeah. easy to fall into that trap, especially for people who are just starting out to think that Instagram would just as it's easily all. double yeah. as your digital mm -hmm. portfolio, yeah. whereas yeah, you need to have a, a, a hard set digital portfolio place where people can go and um, and and as as you refine them, they kind of will work hand in hand. Mm. You know, if someone wants to see a quick reel of a whole bunch of stuff real fast, you can use your Instagram that sure. way. But if people people want to see a really nice curated, updated thing of like even a lot of client work and stuff like that, and you can kind of with a website too, you can go. This is my photography for commercial stuff this is my rodeo photography and you can break it up and really so someone google searches rodeo photography it may pick up just that page mm -hmm. on your own like on google or something and then right. they go straight to that and then say mm -hmm. if they want to explore more oh he also does this we might be able to use that so we're live from the swine barn today <laughs> you'll be heading over to shoot some bullfighting yeah right after this right after this yeah we cannot make you late we promise we won't yeah. is that your favorite thing to shoot <laughs> Favorite, you know, maybe today. Today, today is, excluded. I'm shooting a lot of bulls today because right after I do the bullfight, uh, American Buck and Bulls are doing. I think they're going to buck twenty young bulls, so nice. I'll do that too. But that's the cool thing about rodeo photography is you're always everything's different. Mm -hmm. You know, you shoot a bullfight. A bullfight's way different than a horse show. Yeah, it's yeah. way different from you know, you know, some commercial deal or I mean, even team roping. Like team roping is probably the hardest rodeo event to photograph because there's moving parts um the classic rodeo photo has both guys in it or mm -hmm. guys and girls mm -hmm. um and i like to describe it it's kind of like someone throwing a boomerang at you and you're trying to photograph it before it hits you uh, 
and sometimes it, it is kind of because it's this weird wide moving target that's coming to you so and it's shifting so it's a weird weird <laughs> thing to trust so um that focus on that deal is tricky but favorite actually i really like i love doing portraits like that's the the, right. the deal um because i like working with people I, and it's weird because so many times, like I've done stuff with like influencers and people who's selling stuff for brands, and you're moving so fast, mm. and like going back to like assisting for Pier One, everything's slow. So you know we spend, you'll spend half a day lighting this one set to uh -huh. take five photos, and then we wow. tear it all down to go do the next thing. So, but like if you can do that with your portraiture, then. Plus, it's hard finding someone, hey, I need you to stand there for two hours and, yeah, I'm going to yeah. take five <laughs> pictures of you. But but in that, you get to kind of nitpick and play with stuff and then you create images that will se separate you from other people, too. Everyone's got a camera. Everyone's got a cell phone. Mm -hmm. So that's a part of part of your marketing strategy, too, is how are you different? Because yeah. better is subjective. So how are you different uh, from, you know, how are you There's different? There's another from one. <laughs> There's another is. one, folks. <laughs> Put that in the How? quotations right now. That's that's actually from Chase Jarvis. Be different, not just better. Ugh, I love that. Okay, so then our last question. <laughs> How is Click Thompson different? I'm different. Well, as a photographer. As a photographer. <laughs> as a photographer, we as don't have all day. <laughs> as we do. You know, they'll wait on me. I'll make a phone call. They'll wait on me. Um, I just, I am, I try to focus on my unique gifts and my talents and, and, uh, always just i don't want my stuff to look like anybody else's stuff i love a lot of people's work and um you know just do the thing that you like doing do the mm. thing you love like and i've had a professor tell me that you know do the thing you love and the money will come yes. because yeah. and then it's then you're not working because people are paying you to do the thing you want to do yeah and yes. and when you're doing that it's easy it's you know um, I've been fortunate, you know, the thing I'm supposed to do and the thing I am doing is the same thing. So when mm -hmm. you get to that point, then it works out. It works out. Yeah. Wow. Can you tell everyone where to find you online? Uh, you can go to clickthompson.com. <laughs> <laughs> clickthompson click, click, everything usually is clickthompson on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all the emails. Clickthompson at whatever. I'll probably get it. Um, yeah, I, I'm ridiculous with my email, so I like just a bunch of Click Thompson stuff, and then there's all the different Yahoo, Hotmail, Gmail, the whole thing. Um, but yeah, just Click Thompson. If you see me, say hi. I always appreciate people coming up and, and visiting, and um, I usually have patches on me, so I'll, I'll be more than happy to hand you a patch. He does. Uh, he does. Yeah, I do. I've got I've got that. pockets full of them right now. Um, probably for 2021 we'll probably start doing some more apparel because everyone keeps asking for that so we'll do that um i have a magazine that i started a couple years ago that i'm going to bring back yes. called nod free um and uh, that's pretty it's a pretty raw western contemporary magazine lots of imagery it's a nice little uh coffee table book if you want that but it has some good stories in it and uh but yeah that's where you can find me Beautiful. Amazing. Well, folks, if you don't follow him, make sure you're following him now. Make sure you keep a lookout for his face. And if you can't find him anywhere, just yell his name. Put there up the go. bat signal and he'll probably come. Check your bathroom walls. That's happened. <laughs> he might be there. <laughs> all right, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Breaking Western Podcast. We will see you all next, next week. week.